0: You're listening to the Compliance Insiders with Roger Fendelman, where you can hear the best and brightest experts in the mortgage industry discuss compliance and technology issues that affect
1: you. It's all you need to know in 10 minutes or less. Welcome back to another episode of Compliance Insiders. I'm glad you're here. Today we have Ray Sniteshuvo back with us. He's going to be updating us on compliance risk management. Before you turn the podcast off, (laughs) (laughs) just remember this, it affects your bottom line. So if you want to help your company maximize profits, you need to listen to what we're talking about today. But I'll start off with, I know it's not the most exciting subject in the world unless you're like us. But if you stick with us for the next few minutes, I really love talking with Ray about compliance risk management because you look at it more from the business side of things. And what does it mean and how do you adapt compliance risk management to a mortgage lender to continue to make it profitable, to not handicap it, but also to keep it safe and sound?
0: Uh, Well, thank you. and Thanks for having me on again. The way I look at things, and and I think a lot of people will appreciate, is when you do compliance or you're in compliance, you always have the sense that you don't have enough resources to do the things that you need to do. This always seems to be the case. I want to have three more people to do loan reviews. I want two more people to, to monitor phone calls. So you always wish you had more resources and always seems that we just don't have it. And so that creates kind of anxiety in us and compliance as to how do you do this? How do you get it right for your clients so that when you have an examination or you deal with your bosses, they're glad that you caught the issues and took care of everything? Well, the truth is, and it's probably a lot like parenting, you're not going to get everything right. So it's really a matter of how you approach it. So for me, the first thing I do is I look at my job and and understand that my job is to advise my bosses to tell them what the right thing to do is. It's not to make them do the right thing all the time. It's to advise them and they can assess it and take it from there. If they don't always follow my advice precisely and it's otherwise not illegal, I just don't lose sleep over it. You can't. So you have to understand the job is to articulate the risk. The other thing is that the job is to mitigate the risk and it is not to eliminate the risk. I can't eliminate it. It's never going to happen, but I can mitigate it with the resources I have. A lot of times we're short on resources. As I often say, we're playing seven cards stub with five cards and we still have to win. That's how we always feel, but I think we can do it if you project correctly.
1: Well, there's two really big issues in there that I think we need to elevate. The first is human anxiety. This is something we were talking about a few minutes ago offline. As a compliance officer, as a general counsel, it's not uncommon to feel pangs of anxiety when you know the company has a compliance risk. To the extent that might actually impact the decisions that you make for your company really does matter. And you were saying talking that through helps reduce your own anxieties over it and realize that maybe that's just part of your company's risk appetite and it's actually okay. Or at least you can make a more informed decision. And the other piece of it is equally important. Nobody should ever be thinking that as the chief compliance officer, head, counsel of their company, that they're going to eliminate all risk. If you do, I think you're probably going to put your company out of business. But there's that dialogue that might be missing between you and your leadership about what that really means.
0: Yeah, I agree. The way I look at it is I can be right. I look at the compliance laws. I know everything. Sometimes I get conservative. I'm worried about things. Or I can be effective. And they're not always the two of the same thing. So the way I do it when faced with an issue, I have to assess the risk strategically. Is the issue that I'm looking at, let's say it's disclosure or something's wrong with my system, is it fatal? Meaning if I do something on this loan and I'm getting them wrong, I can't sell the loan. And I guess in most cases for us, that's the issue. Well, that's a problem. That gets my attention really quick. The other ones, if I see something, well, we're getting it mostly right, but sometimes you have to do tolerance cures. Yes, we can fix it, but that takes time, et cetera. We have other problems. It's not fatal, but it's going to cost us money. That's important, but not as important as a fatal issue. And then I think I have the third thing, exposure. Technically, I don't have the phone number of the settlement agent. It's really not technical risk. Okay, I have exposure, but it's not really going to cost me a lot of money or it's not going to make the loan unsellable. It's more of an exposure issue that I have. So I do triage because that way, when I have five things on my desk, I know which ones I got to hit first and
1: hit fast. You have to Hobson's choice. You had an example of it earlier. I'd love you to run through that.
0: Yes, I did these are semi-real examples. In California, we had something called SB2. And that law says that the recording fee for refinance loans will now be an additional $225. And we all know recording fee for trid purposes, we have a 10% tolerance. So if I don't add my 225 in there, guess what? I might actually have to pay up to $225 in tolerance cure. But we don't want to do that on every loan. So we started populating that early. But sometimes you have a system glitch where the number doesn't manifest in the LE and CD in the right place. So what do I do? I'll just do a tolerance cure, right? So that seems to me it's one of those costly issues. It's not fatal to the loan, but it's costly. So we should go fix that. But when faced with other issues, and I'll give you an example. It's not a real one I had. But let's say if I had an LE at the same time and the system is not calculating the APR correctly or not mapping it correctly where it's supposed to, well, that's a fatal issue in comparison. I can't sell that loan flat out. The SP2 tolerance cure and the recording fees, I just have to do a tolerance cure. It's a cost thing. It's a money thing. The other one, I just can't sell a loan. If it's a half million dollar loan sitting on the line for six, eight weeks and then do a scratch and dent sale on that, then from that perspective, I would rather fix my APR first before I have to worry about my recording fee not mapping correctly. So those are the kind of choices
1: you have to do. That's how I assess it. Right. So what are you always trying to achieve in situations like this?
0: Well, for me, as I said before, I can't always be right, but I want to be effective. I just want to be sure that I'm not the only one. So my point is you want to assess also your environment and figure out what others are doing. I'm not here to say it's competitive. In fact, I would say in the compliance realm is the least competitive. We generally will compare notes on what we're doing in concept without telling what our secret sauce or privileged information, but we will share our information. And you kind of get an idea of what people are doing because... While everyone doing it the same way doesn't make it right, it makes it less wrong. And that's my approach. So you kind of have to assess what you're going to do in certain situations. The laws are imperfect when applied to the operation. So you really just strive to be as good as you can be with the resources you have. And so you really have to base it on anything from what other lenders are doing, maybe what the CFB has told you to do or they are not going to do, like Panda, They said they're not going to enforce that greatly. Well, maybe that takes a little bit of pressure off of you having to obsess about humda, so that way you can obsess about the fatal issues you have to deal with it on your desk that day. That's kind of how you approach it. You got to look at your environment. You got to look at your risk strategically as well.
1: Ray, thanks for being here again. And we'll connect again soon. Are you a compliance insider? Then go to compliancepodcast.com immediately and join our mailing list
0: so you never miss an episode. Got something to say? Request to be on the show go to compliancepodcast.com with your topic ideas. And as always, thank you for listening.